Welcome to the Lila Life Show. I'm your host, Linda Andrews, and you've tuned in to the right place to up-level in your life and business. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Lila Life Show. I'm your host, Linda Andrews, and we have Erica Walters with us today. She is an amazing Lila Life coach, energy, woof, energy healer, so much, so much amazing speaker, thoughtful leader. Erica, thanks for being here today. Thank you. Let's do this. We we have an episode for you all called Let's Talk About Health. And I want to talk, I want to start this episode by sharing a little story. Erica, if you delight me in the share of this story, uh, I know you've heard it. So about a week ago, I had a feeling like I should write an email and I wrote an email sharing some thoughts about inconsistencies around masking and why perhaps a mandate isn't the most helpful. And I want to pause here and just say, this episode is to invite you to consider maybe different insights or positions you have not considered. Neither Erica nor I are medical licensed medical doctors. I personally have followed the natural health space for over a decade. I know Erica has uh, some substantial insights. And the point is to offer you a safe space to breathe, to explore, to listen, to develop your own insights and ideas. And I want to set that as a caveat because at any moment you're like, oh, fuck this. And like, it feels political or anything. That's not the energy here. So just Maybe you can be mindful that it could be your own own stuff flaring up, which is okay. It's information to work with. And uh, certainly observations about masks do not need to be political. So if that was the elephant in the room that was going to be there for 45 minutes, this is your invitation to check that elephant at the door and just be here with us. Uh, so let me get back to the story. Uh, so I shared some insights about my observations around masks. It was a, a pretty light email. It was to our mayors of both the county and the in the city here. And the point was also bringing some awareness to the littering that's going on, as silly as it may sound. I'm like the nut that's walking on the street picking up masks because I'm so sad about the sea turtles. And I throw them out. I've I've hung a few of them on hazard signs because there's an irony there that I appreciate. And, um, and then eventually they're thrown out. Right. <laughs> and I think that if you're living in a city or town where you're seeing littered masks everywhere, and they're also like a straw free community, perhaps there's even an irony that you may find even funny. That's how I felt. So this email evolved into a phone interview with a reporter and I was featured on the news. Okay. So I give you that context because there's some conversations that can feel unsafe to have if they're an altering opinion. Uh, They can feel exhausting to have. They can feel, I think I already said unsafe, but, you know, Eric and I are about to engage in some dialogue that could allow you to have some freedom in your thinking. And the heart of this whole conversation is what is, let's talk about health, right? And what I said yesterday in the interview was, if you think that a vaccine and a mask are health, you need to have a mirror moment with yourself. And obviously that did not air on the news station. But 
what do I mean by a mirror moment? Does that feel real for you? Right. Are, you know, when you really think like, oh, this is health. And so Eric, I invite you into this conversation to share your insights and we can start there. Let's talk about health and, and the vaccine. Oh, I said, I was going to say shot, but the shot, a shot and a mask uh, are health. And, and they, they are not a vaccine or a shot is not substitute for health and the, and the behaviors and the actions that you'll need to maintain health. Yeah. Agreed. And, and what I have found is that we have been set up and, and almost conditioned in a way in our thinking to be reliant on something else outside of us, right? So if I'm sick, I need to go somewhere and get medicine for it, or I need to do this or that instead of, hey, you have an immune system in your body. Like, let, let's just real quick, let's backtrack. Let's talk about the placebo effect, right? How, how are we not paying more attention to this? The placebo effect has a great deal of, it, it works for a lot of people and they're not really taking anything. That proves right there that your body can create the chemistry that it needs to, to heal itself. Okay. So placebo effect number one, <clears throat> but. And perhaps the mind. At, well, that they go hand in hand. You think you're getting the a certain pill and then because your mind believes that it suddenly creates it in your body. So like the, the immune system and the mind, they go hand in hand, just like if you're really, really afraid that you're going to get sick and you're thinking about it because you're worried and you don't want to get it. Chances are you're going to get it because you, and, and maybe you didn't even get it from someone else. Maybe you self-created it and made yourself create the symptoms. Cause I'm sure if you're afraid of getting something, you know what the symptoms are. So of course you can create it in your body. I mean, that's just how powerful our body is. I mean, think about when you get a cut, it knows what to do. I mean, how do women have babies? How does it grow another person in you? And then like, has the food ready? Like, like, and, like, and even like, even, oh, I'm breathing right now. My heart's beating. Yeah, like we don't really give, and we we take a lot of things for, about our body for granted, I think. And I have for most of my life too. I never even thought about that stuff in, until really recently, the past like five years or so. And I'm really starting to see, wow, I have a lot more control over my health than I ever even knew. And, you know, I haven't been to, I, I haven't been sick in probably, I don't know, six or seven years, ever since I stopped going and getting shots or medications. If I get sick, I just kind of deal with it all naturally. I do some breathing stuff. I make sure I get out and get some sunlight, some stuff that I have done research on myself that I know strengthens your immune system because you can strengthen your immune system with some all natural supplements and some different modalities that you can do. And I've rarely been sick since then, but growing up and when I was on medication, mo the most part of my life is when I was sick the most, but also I ate like shit. I ate like junk food, fast food. Um, I I'm sure I didn't get enough water, get enough sleep, like things that are the basics that we again, take for granted. And we don't really realize have a huge impact on our health. I'll pause there in case you want to say something. That no, I can see yeah, I, I think that there's this, this piece to it, right? Where you said something like that I have more control over my health than I thought. And for some people, right, the system is not set up to really support that thought, I will first start with. And 
like I, I've struggled with these migraines for several years and they can feel stress related. They can feel other things related. And in the past two months, for example, I've allowed myself to slow down, to get outside, to literally lay on the earth. And I'm happy to report this is my first month without a migraine in, in a couple months. And feels like a win. And it feels like a deeper level of intimacy with my body to be able to ask, what do I need? What does my body need? What is this illness signaling? Right. And, and if you can ask yourself that question and that there could maybe be some different tools or experts that their research or their protocols support going deeper into whatever that is. But if you can just start with yourself, right? But we have the tendency to go outside, to go to all the other people, to go to all the other healers, to go to all the other doctors, when you know, you're know you missing that opportunity to deepen the intimacy with yourself and what your body needs. And I think if you can start there to, to check in with yourself around what does health mean to you? What does health truly mean to you? And the, the kind of quote unquote sad thing here is that the more you get into this relationship with yourself and maybe in relationship with quote unquote the natural world and in relationship with your body and your systems, you start to see very clearly how many things are set up in opposition or opposite to that. And, and I think that's the burden that comes with this awareness. So I want to say that as like a precursor to wherever anyone that feels moved by this conversation goes after the fact, because you start to see, oh man, our soil's pretty sick. Like, oh gosh, like can, can soil really be organic if, if the pesticides and the toxic load is outweighs any opportunity for it to be, you know, to be, uh, to be truly unadulterated organic soil in an example, right? Or like, oh man, like if, if traditional therapy and, and clinical psychology set up to like go hand in hand, perhaps with medicine, Right. And like it's it's keeping someone on that cycle. And like there's that implicates pharma, period. Right. Like there's financial incentives, period. Period. No, there's no like, oh my gosh. And I've had people say to me, like, how can you say that? People that go into these fields never like go and do it for all the right reasons, right? But they're put into a system with very specific training that they may or may not be aware of because they're so excited to be X, Y, or Z label. And, and I think that this does not get talked about enough for a number of reasons. And it's unsafe. It can feel very unsafe. Like we're talking about pharma, we're talking about industrial agriculture, right? Like, mm-hmm. and then you start to realize how this connects to finance, how this connects to education, how this connects to our legal system. I mean, it connects everything. And if you are unwilling to face some of these truths that everything is connected, right? That's a law of nature. Everything's connected. And then what what this then implies, it can feel like too much. So then the opportunity is to go to the other side, to be in ignorance perhaps, or, or to just ignore, right? Maybe you don't feel like you're actively in ignorance, but you are ignoring mm-hmm. um, and just go along. The last thing I want to say is there is something that's happening right now it's like the the snowball effect okay so you're the best you're the best quarantiner you got really freaked out you're the best quarantiner because you want to help the good of everyone 
Now you're the best mask. You're the best master. You, you have the best mask. I'm this hard to say best mask. You're the best master. Now you're the best vaxxer, best vaxxer. What are those implications on you? You've done this for the collective good, but what are those implications on you? And if you've taken a moment to ask yourself, what is real health and what are these implications on you? And I think you might be a little screwed because the answer could be disturbing. Yeah. You're unwilling to ask the question. But when you think about what is true health and sit with that answer, right? Our bodies need food debatable how much food you actually need water okay got it and air probably vitamin d maybe more than food right Mm -hmm. what does your body need and what is true health so i threw a lot at you but it felt like it was streaming so yeah you really did but i i got a lot of good stuff from that so to piggyback off of one of the things that you said is it can be very scary to take on that full responsibility of your health you know, it's, it's a lot easier and it feels a lot safer to just get the information from someone who is supposed to be protecting you in a sense. So taking on that responsibility to actually be responsible for my health, that can be scary. Okay. Because one, now I have to educate myself. I have to do a bunch of research and like, then I have to decipher what to believe and what not to believe because there's so much different information out there. So I understand that it is scary and that puts a lot of responsibility on you. But the one thing that I tell a lot of people that I work with just in any regards is you have to be able to trust yourself because you're really the only one who like really, truly, you know, at the end of the day cares about you. You don't know the incentives or or like the reasons behind why other people are telling you to do certain things. And another thing is, is if anything, any system, it doesn't just have to be medicine. It could be in the field that you and I work in and coaching or anything. If they're setting you up so that you're reliant on them, that's a big red flag right there. When I work with anyone, whether it's with, with the energy work that I do or coaching or anything, I always tell them, I don't know how long we're going to need to work together for, but my goal for you is to teach you the tools so that you're not reliant on me or anyone else. If you want to come just because you love it, that's awesome. But my goal is to set you up and help you realize the control and the power that you truly have, whether it's for your health, your well-being, your emotions, your finances, whatever it is, and you can do it on your own, right? Like there shouldn't be this like almost codependency on, I need them to tell me what to do because I can't do it myself. And I find that with a lot of people. And, and I mean, I've been that person. And sometimes I still wait, waver in and out, depending on the different things. You know, we're human. We're doing the best we can. So I understand all of that. But this is just something that I have seen. And if, like, I haven't heard any information how to strengthen our immune system from, like, the media or what have you, other than the vaccine and the masks. What have they told us about go outside and make sure you're getting sunlight, make sure you're going out exercising, make sure you're drinking good water, not just water, but like pH alkaline water, right? Um, all of these different things. You don't hear anything about the stuff that we can do for ourselves that we don't have to pay for someone else to give us. It's like, 
there's no, there, there's not a lot of information around that. And the people who are putting that information out, like for example, myself, I, uh, on my Instagram account, I would put up all kinds of posts about things that you can do all naturally to help with your immune system. And it would all get taken down. And it would say, this is not in accordance to the COVID-19 policies. And for more information, go to the CDC. But why are we all navigated to just one site for the information? Like, I'm not saying people have to believe what I posted, but they, they should be able to see multiple streams of information and everyone should be able to decipher for themselves. Like if after everything that you've heard, whether it's from this podcast or the news or your own research, and you feel like the vaccine and the masks and stuff are good for you, then that's what's good for you, you know, like take, but, but understand the power is yours. It's not someone else's. And, and I feel like our system is so set up to make us feel powerless in all the ways and reliant on different things. And, and to me, that is a very dangerous and scary, scary game. And the thing that's even scarier is most of us don't even realize it. And then well, people like you and I who do, now we're conspiracy theorists. And it's like, well, if, if my conspiracy is that I have the power to create the life I want and the health and everything else, um, then okay, yes, yes, I am. And I wish you were too, you know, I, I, for everyone. Yeah, I think this piece of, uh, of the power is, is really interesting. And there's an opportunity in here, I think, to zoom really way out, right? And, and I think this is a gift that I have. I think you can do this, but you can, you can zoom really way out, right? And, and it takes, it takes the attachment out, it takes the identity out, it takes, um, just stay with me on this, right? You're, you're looking at this 10,000 foot view and, and asking yourself, like, what is health in that example? Right. And say like, okay, you're going to move your body. You're going to, uh, nourish your, your body with, with health supportive foods. You're going to, uh, be in relationship with others. You're going to be in indoor outdoors and, and get connection to nature, um, right. We could continue to add to this list around what, what some healthy activities are to support and support this immune boosting. Okay. And then I'm getting flagged on Instagram, right. And now I'm not sharing them. And so people are, so we're okay. Remember we're at the 10,000 foot view to me. The next question is, Oh, isn't this curious? Huh? This is curious, right? Huh? It's really curious. There doesn't need to be the charge, but when we're not in the 10,000 foot view, we're in it and the charge starts to happen. And all of a sudden it's like anything that feels anti-mask, anti-vax, anti-whatever, it's like that person's the conspiracy theorist, they're out. When it's like, what did they just say? What was the information that they proposed? Drink water, drink clean, healthy water. I'm nourishing foods in this example, right? So I'm alluding to censorship clearly and I've studied journalism psych in my undergrad. I, when this all started, I was like, oh my Lord, <laughs> like this is everything I spent my undergrad learning about, right? Like, oh my gosh. And the first people that got censored were in the natural health community, which is what I had self-studied for a decade. And I'm just sitting here scratching my head, watching now this split happen. And it felt like a very calculated split because it, tends to be natural health is liberal 
And so then all of a sudden this didn't make sense because it got political and there was a split. There was this real split. <laughs> and it was like because of the overlay of politics. Yeah. And when I'm talking about you drinking water or you, you know, having enough air or you keeping your systems healthy, forget, you know, we'll talk about inflammation, right? You're going to get sick when you have too much inflammation in your body, whether it's a virus, whether it's whatever, that's what's going to happen, right? You have inflammation. Now you're autoimmune. You have inflammation. Now it's cancer. The heart of this is inflammation. And so some of these super basic lifestyle modifications are to help mitigate inflammation. And -hmm. we're not being shared this anywhere. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming people just know this, but I look around and clearly they don't. Mm -mm. And so now you have people getting sicker and sicker and sicker. I was sitting with this yesterday around secondary impacts, but I want to retract this thought because it's not secondary impacts. It's primary impacts, right? We're in a health crisis and we're being told the main experience of it is people dying or people getting sick with X, Y, or Z virus. But it's not. The primary impacts are the mental health. It is the isolation. It is the domestic violence. And it's actually the suppressing of everyone's immune systems, period. That's what's happening. And -hmm. then there's a psychological overlay that is not being addressed to the extent that I believe it should be, in my humble opinion. And, you know, health crisis feels like an understatement when you start adding in these other layers. And we have to talk for a moment about vaccine law because in the 80s, immunity was offered to vaccine manufacturers and this is real, this happened, okay? And you have an emergency order in effect that can push through, you don't need the traditional FDA regulations and you can just have an executive order to say, yep, okay, we're, we're able to give these shots. When I personally sit with myself and think about the laws that changed in the 80s and this executive order that pushed through and allowed for um, this emergency authorization, and I probably wasn't the biggest, most fondest person of the traditional FDA model to begin with, right? It's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good right now. I don't, I'm not touching that, right? I purely forget being a vaxxer or anti-vaxxer, just purely because the wolf just happened. And I know this, right? I happen to know this information, but there's a lot of people that don't know this information. And the reason they don't know the information is because the information is censored. And I don't know if you're listening right now, which part of this feels concerning to you, or if you're like, yeah, these are fucking conspiracy theorists, like thanks, but no things like a little life on the blacklist, like whatever is coming up for you. I'm curious. And I really think that there's an opportunity again, to come back to this question, what does health mean to you? And to understand that everything is not what it seems. We have to get to mushrooms at some point, but uh, I, I want to hear what your thoughts are that, that percolated from that little flow. I mean, just everything you're saying, these are all things that I think about and that are concerning to me as well. And, you know, you, you, you nailed it there. I, what's most intriguing to me is what are you saying about we need to get to mushrooms? <laughs> well, <laughs> if you have Amazon Prime, I had the uh, 
downloaded fantastic fungi uh last night and you know eric and i i love i love mushrooms when i was in cooking school i learned if you eat onions and mushrooms you can you can heal your own cancer and that's a gross overstatement okay but i i took away in one of the classes that was like food and healing i took that away and i stamped that in as a belief into my system that you know if you eat onions and and uh, mushrooms, you're healthy. And it has a lot of effects that I'm not able to speak to because that language isn't readily available. But if you know anybody in the clinical nutrition world, they could tell you specifically why. Uh, there's other side of the street where onions and the yogic community make you too jittery and they say don't eat, eat onions. But there was this one class in cooking school that talked about onions and mushrooms. So onions in a plant-based diet provide a lot of support, both from a protein plant, protein standpoint, from a nourishment standpoint, and it can deliver this flavor component called umami. And this started developing my love of mushrooms. Eventually, this turned into a love of also psychedelic mushrooms. And this uh, movie, Fantastic Fungi, you're able to learn a lot about the health-supportive proponents components and also uh, the the psilocybin medical trials that are going on. Uh, you know, I think when they say mushrooms find you, they're right. And mushrooms will find you whenever that moment comes. But the healing powers of mushrooms, I, I am astonished by time and time again. And to the point where, you know, when I think about hope and I think about what we're going through from a technological evolution standpoint, when I think about what could be implicated in these, say, vaccines, when I think about heavy metals, uh, I think about mushrooms because there are studies where they're actually using mushrooms to take out and absorb and detoxify, say, an oil spill, right? Mm -hmm. So if mushrooms can do that, I'd imagine that mushrooms can do a lot load of things in my body as a human system as well. Um, so why do I say we need to talk about mushrooms, you know, on a psychedelic journey a year ago, I received this message, mushrooms will heal the world. In this second breathwork experience, independent of any psilocybin, I received the message healing or sorry, trauma doesn't discriminate. And then I also heard this message around healing. So these words healing you know, trauma doesn't discriminate, understanding that there's complex trauma that most humans, if not all experience in their own way, and that healing is available for that. And then the health supportive components of mushrooms, of medicinal mushrooms, and then the actual ability of psilocybin to support healing uh, feels like it goes hand in hand with everything that we're talking about. And the psilocybin piece being this anchor for a human to tap into their belief system, to tap into possibility, to tap in to tap into infinity. Uh, you know, I was watching a testimonial of Paul Stamets' mother, who had six walnut-sized cancer tumors and breast cancer, stage four breast cancer, and went on to live 14 years later because of her journeys with psilocybin. Uh, you know, people, whether alcoholism, uh, whether traumatic PTSD, anxiety, depression, the roles that now, whether you're going by your own means to experiment, whether you're working with a professional, whether you're working with a pastor or a shaman, uh, there's certainly readily outlets 
outlets readily available for you to explore if this feels resonant to you on any level. And aside from psilocybin, certainly adapting more and more mushrooms, as many mushrooms as possible, shout out to Gratitude Farms, uh, into your diet also will have profound impacts. And perhaps bringing in the mushrooms into your diet will start opening you up consciously to the mushroom world. Uh, and I don't care if I sound like a big old hippie. And if you watch this fantastic fungi, they have so many videos of the mushrooms growing and all the different types of mushrooms. And it's just so gorgeous. You know, mycelium, these like connective little threads that are underneath the earth connecting, you know, it's like our internet. It's my, it's the internet under the ground. Uh, I freaking love soil and it's just so beautiful. So, you know, why do I bring up mushrooms? Because I bring up hope. I bring up faith. I bring up love. I bring up resilience. I bring up the power of the human collective and the collective and life and earth. And I bring up the ability for there to be connection and interconnectedness amongst human. I bring up this so that there's respect. I bring up this so that there can be peace and an understanding that is beyond what we may know available in this present state of consciousness in this present moment. Yeah, and there's something to be said for some for uh, something that grows everywhere in the world. No matter what. No matter what. Like, to me, that's an indicator that it is for our consumption, okay? And I'm not trying to say that I think everyone needs to take mushrooms, you know, that's your own um, choice, but maybe to open yourself up to the possibility of what could be possible to you if that ever calls to you. Yeah, because it grows everywhere. And if, if we want to talk about how everything's connected, why is it that mushrooms, we'll say specifically, for so long were illegal? right? Like, why is that illegal? But alcohol isn't. We know that alcohol uh, is very, very, very hard on the body, very hard on the body. But mushrooms, for example, not necessarily the case, but it's illegal. And I would even argue that mushrooms aren't addictive. Like you may have people who really like that state and, and experiment with it throughout their life. But I, I have done mushrooms and at no point have I ever felt addicted to it. If anything, at some points, it can be a bit overwhelming because it does move a lot of energy through your system. It does help release stored trauma that's in your body. And it does make you confront some things within yourself that maybe you are um, closed off to. And that's okay, but I'll, I'll say some of the most profound changes in my life, health-wise, spiritually, in, in all of the all of the ways really have come after integrating the things that I've learned through taking mushrooms and they're powerful. I'm with you, Linda. I, I don't know who loves them more out of me and you. maybe you because you really love the soil thing too, but um, it's just, and, and you know, now that they're not necessarily illegal anymore and we're seeing all of these trials about how much they are helping specifically people with a lot of trauma in their life. And it's like, why has this been hidden from us for so long? Like, what was the agenda? And you can say that with any psychedelics, even cannabis. And, you know, now cannabis is not illegal anymore. But for so long, think about how many people are locked up for real in prison because they were selling cannabis. 
Well, and this to me, this this brings up this interesting like snowball effect, right? We talked about the quarantine, the mask, the vaccinations, but it's like this snowball effect, right? And do I imagine that every single person that's in jail, say for marijuana, is um, was like a plant medicine guru? Right, that's debatable, right? <laughs> but uh, but maybe some are, and I'm not here to judge like that. Those should have been arrested, and those shouldn't have been arrested. Certainly, there's a Kind of huge conspiracy to to what happened during the war on drugs and the oppression of that, and and it's not a conspiracy, right? It's it's the reality of what happened, and uh, and you want to talk about social justice, like that's a great place to start doing some digging, um, but you have the opportunity to explore psychedelics and plant medicine and understand that healing power and the intention of all that, and and the point about the um, the imprisonment, right? It's like in the snowball effect. Okay. We have a war on drugs. Okay. Now we need to make these arrests. Okay. Now we need to, and it's like, it snowballs. And then now we're in the 2021s when, you know, it's been decriminalized and it's, it's now illegal. Now, what do you do in the snowball effect of, of such oppression and such mismanagement of a situation uh, can you write that wrong? Can you write those wrongs, the quote unquote wrongs, right? Um, a great resource. So if you're, if you are, if you're traditional and very conservative, and this is disarming, this conversation is disarming. I want to direct you to a resource that has been instrumental in shifting the legislation. And it's the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. Of course, they're in San Francisco. Uh, but this is where I started to see, oh, whoa, this is not just <clears throat> woo woo, a bunch of hippies talking about ayahuasca and plant medicine. This is, there is the research to support what's gone on. And, you know, the resource of the 70s, of the 60s that came to a halt with the war on drugs, which connects us exactly to today. Because when you start exploring this and you start opening your mind and you start tapping into infinity, power, source, God, universe, yourself, everything starts to connect. Everything. Yeah. yeah, because what, what the plant medicines do is they really show you your power and you are much harder to control once you've been exposed to that. So I could see why, you know, the bigger, you know, the government or whatever, the higher ups would want to make it illegal because now you can't be controlled as easily because once you experience the power that you hold within yourself, like I was saying, especially for your own health, man, you're not necessarily relying on other things. Now, I'm not saying <clears throat> hospitals should just go away. Like, listen, if I get in a car accident, I want them to take me to a hospital and have a surgeon work on me. Like, But we live in a time now where there is so much chronic disease, right, and illness. And so if you think um, like the like medicine is the answer, I'm doing air quotes for those of you who can see me, air quotes. Um, why is it now that we have more medicine, more vaccines, more than ever, but we are sicker than ever? We are literally sicker than ever. And not just us as humans, our planet, I think we're directly uh, connected. The sicker we get as a human race, the sicker the planet gets, vice versa.
but ask yourself that if you really are into like medicine shots, all of these things that we're talking about, why is it that now we have more than ever as a population, we're sicker than ever. And that goes with antidepressants as well. Like how many of us know someone, and I'm not saying I think depression is fake. It is absolutely real, but there are, there are ways to work through it and get yourself out of it. But how many of us know someone, which is probably all of us, who is depressed and on antidepressants and still depressed, right? Like it's not, or, or maybe like it balances them a little so they just don't go unhinged, but they're definitely not living a happy life. Maybe they're more like a zombie at that point. So maybe they're not having those crazy lows, but they're definitely not experiencing any highs. And I have lots of people personally in my life who I have known, and that has been their experience. So this isn't just me like talking from no personal experience. Like, no, I absolutely know people like that. And I'm sure all of us do. Um, but yeah, the once you realize, and I this is what I want people to take away more than anything from the things that I say is, what, don't you want that power to be able to tap into and know that your destiny is in your hands, especially with health. And there are so many resources out there, just whether you are listening to what I'm saying or Linda's saying, like maybe you can just take this to do some research on your own and discover what's right for you. And I'll, this will bring up another thing that I talk to a lot of people about, which is like diet and food. And I always tell people, listen, there's not a specific diet. Like everybody's body is different and it needs different things. And you're going to find what works for you once you tap in and you're really listening to your body and you're eating the foods that your body is craving and you're doing the things that your body wants, regardless if it's what quote unquote looks healthy. Like some, let's say in like the keto world, fruit is frowned upon because it has sugar, but maybe your body type, like you need a lot of fruits and, and you're not meant to have keto. So like, everything is within you. Everything that you need to know is within you. You just got to tap into it and you really got to experiment because you're not going to know right off the gate. Like you're not going to know what works for you right away, but it is your responsibility to figure it out. So if you're putting the responsibility on others to keep you healthy, that is not a powerful place to stand from. And that's what I really want people to know. So just like take a second and self-reflect. Am I putting my health in other people's hands? Or am I really taking the responsibility? And you know, whatever you come up with is is yours. But uh, I personally like to come from a place where I feel empowered, and I want those around me to feel empowered as well. That respond to your ability and uh, this this thought, you know, because I see this right, the virtue signaling and this like righteousness, like I'm doing this for everyone, and it's like, could you just take a moment to reflect that? When you are in your op operating, it's like the overuse, like I put my gas mask on first or my, you know, my air mask on first, oxygen mask first in the airplane. Don't put the gas mask on. Um, that you're able to show up for others at a higher, more productive, more efficient, more powerful, more healthy, more vital, all of this space when you are taking care of yourself. 
And it's what I would refer to as health bypassing, right? I, I'm going to do all this for everyone else, but I'm not going to take care of myself. And uh, you have the opportunity, the pause, the gift of being able to have this reflection. Uh, if you were one of these snowballers, right? The best masker, the best quarantiner, the best vaccinator, it's okay, right? Like you are operating from the space that you knew. And as you tune in more and more and more from this space now, today, in this moment, uh, whether it's detoxifying, whether it's working with different health professionals, whether it's in your meditation practice or your journaling practice, uh, whether that's connecting deeper with nature, more answers may present for you. Uh, I, I trust the body is resilient and there's not like a death stamp because you've been vaccinated. And I think anti-vaxxers can tend to make that feeling be the feeling. And, and, and I think you see on either side of any of these conversations, things can get a little haywire. Um, the, the human experience is resilient and we all will die, right? And I think that this is something that comes up a lot, um, you know, to avoid this piece of it. And for me, it brings so much peace to know that this is a part of the life experience. And I had some close calls when I was real young. And so maybe my relationship feels a little different or not. Like that's a reality that we're in this experience. And, you know, when you really pack, unpack that for yourself and, and understand, you know, I'm watching my grandparents in their transition of life right now, you know, both healthy and, and getting to see them just in the aging experience, right? We, we live in a life cycle and there's beauty to that. And I, look at how sweet my grandma is and how cute she is. And I'm like, gosh, you know, this is so beautiful. It's like the way you would look at a toddler, but we've made aging shameful and we'll do everything in our power to just like deny that the, 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 like the human experience and aging. Right. And then there can be almost shame. I don't want to be a burden. I don't want this. I don't want that. And it's like, oh my gosh, I, I love you so much. I want to help you, you know, taking care truly of our elders in this experience. So uh, I know there's a lot here for you today listening. Maybe this is worth a replay, but I think at the heart of this conversation, let's talk about health. This is an invitation for you to be with what is health for you. And we are running a program starting in a few weeks called Life Expanded, where we're going to explore different elements <clears throat> under the Lila Life methodology and the way that our coaches work with our clients around mindset, lifestyle design, movement and nourishment, money, and lastly is it's well-being. Okay. So you can be on this journey with us if you need extra support, which there's a waiting list. You'll find out more about that in the coming weeks, but go head over to legallife.co and learn more about that. And I think you will have a powerful healing experience because you can always have a powerful healing experience. You do not need this program. You may want to learn more and, and learning information from the space of empowerment versus that you're, you don't have it lacking, lack, lack, lack versus empowered, empowered abundance. It's a very different energy, which Erica is a master of energy and can share insights with you if you ever want to connect with her. So thank you, Erica, so, so much. Uh, in addition to the Leal Life website, where can our listeners find you in case they aren't already following along with you? I am also on Instagram. So it's Erica underscore Leela Life. You can find me there. I've got some talks, especially on my story. I'll 
similar things as to what we were talking about today. I'll just put my little two cents in through whatever I'm feeling in the day. But really, my messages are all about the empowerment of self. Um, because that's really what I'm about. We're all extremely, extremely, extremely powerful. And I have found that in myself. And I just really want others to be able to find that for themselves. So however you discover that is perfect to me. I just hope that as many people as possible can discover that for themselves. And the beauty, the love, the joy, the abundance you know, the playfulness, Leela, meaning play, the divine play that is your life. Remember that no matter what is going on, that this is available to you and you have the gift of being able to tap into it if you so choose. So thank you everyone so much. Have a beautiful day and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Leela Life Show. Be sure to share, like, and comment. Tune in next week. And if you're not already a member of the Leela Life Collective, you'll want to be. So take a look in the show notes and be sure you sign up today. Have a beautiful day.